What's up, Explorers? MD here, helping you upgrade your life through better communication. Today, we're talking about how to get someone to confess, how to get somebody to tell you the truth if they're lying. So stay tuned for the strategies. These tips are going to help you in a personal setting. Let's say you're trying to figure out whether your friend is lying to you or whether your child is bluffing or in a business setting. So these will come in handy in any type of communication situation, be it personal or professional. Let's get right into it. The first thing you do is interrogate. So you ask the question that is probing and that is supposed to reveal something about the event the event that you're curious about and to see if the person is going to tell you the truth. So the first thing you do is interrogate, ask that question that is going to probe and get the person to reveal something to you. The second thing you do is to be silent. That's right, leave a gap. So the gap in the conversation, the pause, the silence is going to make the person a little bit uncomfortable, especially on the East Coast. We are very wary and very uncomfortable when there is a gap in conversation. We don't like silence. So we'll just keep going on and on. When you put that pause there, you're basically making that person so uncomfortable that they end up divulging something. And so what you do is that you don't take the turn that you're supposed to take. You let them step in. And most of the time they will elaborate. They will add more to the answer that they just gave you when you ask them the question. But if you just run in to that statement and start talking and just chime in, then you won't get them to share more than they would have if you left a pause there. So right after you interrogate, you put a gap pause. The third thing you do is you come in closer. So you can physically do this with your body by leaning in. Let's say you're at a table and you want to get somebody to tell you something. You can just physically lean in. The other thing you can do is take a step closer to the person. So what this does is it starts to invade the person's personal space. And We're very, in the American context, Western context, we really like our personal space. And what we're comfortable communicating in is with an arm's length distance between you and the person that you're talking to. Now, of course, if you're very, very close to this person, you'll have closer proximity to them. You will be closer to them. But most of the time, we tend to feel more comfortable having our personal space, which is an arm's length distance from you and the person. So what do you do when you start encroaching on their space? You start to make them feel uncomfortable. And once the person feels a little bit uncomfortable, they're going to start telling you things, especially if they have a confession to make, right? That is the context that we're looking at right now. So for this purpose, for the purpose of getting them to share something with us or to spill the beans or to confess, and tell us the truth, encroach on their personal space because that will get them to share more than they would have. And you've probably seen this in cop shows where the cop is interrogating somebody. They're going to lean in to get them to fess up to something that they've done. So you can try this out as well. It works pretty well as well. The fourth thing you can do 
is to do a triple nod. Now you've heard me talking about this before in the lesson about active listening and emphatic or empathetic listening. A triple nod is great for having the person that you're communicating with share more. So in other words, you do a triple nod when you want the person to keep speaking. It's a way of encouraging them to continue. So the way it works is you're making eye contact, you're listening, and then you triple nod, which gets them to speak three to four times more than they would have if you didn't do a triple nod. So try that out. Try it in the mirror first to see. You don't want to be awkward about it, like counting your nods, but you'll find that it's very natural once you see it in motion. And a lot of the times we do it if we're good communicators and good listeners without even being cognizant of the fact that we do it. So here, if you're trying to get somebody to fess up and tell you the truth, you are intentional about it and you want to make sure you get that triple knot in so that they share more and they keep talking once you've got them to answer your question, right? When part one. All right. Now, the next two things I'm going to share are for people who are not getting the bait. They're not eating your bait and they're not budging. So they're not answering your question. You ask them the question, but they're not really sharing anything. But these next strategies might help you get something out of them. And obviously we're looking for them to tell you the truth. So the first thing you can do, which is really number five, is a non-chronological retelling. When we're storytelling, we start from the beginning and then we go to the end, right? There's a chronological order, the start, the middle, and the end. And good liars will memorize their story, their lie, from backwards to forwards. In other words, they'll know how to repeat it back to you starting from the end all the way up to the beginning. But unless they're a super duper liar, they probably haven't memorized it out of chronological order. So what you do is you ask probing questions about specific actions during that story. So let's say you had a question about, well, what did you do before going to the movie theater? which is not at the beginning, not at the end. It's somewhere in the middle. Or what did you do after getting that Starbucks with Jake, right? So you have them then try to piece together. If they're telling the truth, this will be super easy because you just think, oh yeah, I just, you know, I was at the uh, coffee shop or no, I was, you know, at the library, whatever. But If you are not telling the truth, if the person is lying, then they're going to have a tough time with this. So remember that one. If they're not budging, do this out of chronological order tactic of having them retell the story. The other thing you can do, and this is a more laissez-faire approach. You're kind of playing the cool mom or dad or the cool boss or whatever. So what you do here is you preface it with, it's not a big deal, but... So in other words, you are setting up the person that you're interacting with for making them calm. You're setting them up for telling you something because you need to know, but there won't be serious ramifications or repercussions if they did, in fact, spill the beans. And that's what we want. So we want to set them at ease. We want to make them feel calm so they can share this information with us. And by prefacing it with, it's not a big deal, but I really need to know. It's not that big of a deal, but you know, I really should know about this. So an example, you know, it's not a big deal, but I really do need to know what happened to that report. It's not a huge deal, but I do need to know what happened to those orders placed last week. 
So that way they're going to tell you because they feel obligated and they feel like you're not going to do anything to them, which you may or may not. But the point here is that you're setting them at ease so that they can spill the beans, which is what we want to do, right? All right, explainers, try out these strategies the next time you're trying to catch someone's bluff or you're trying to get them to spill the beans and disclose something that you need to know and get the person to tell you the truth and confess. And try these out. Make them part of your communication toolkit. Make them your own. And don't forget to like, share, and comment on this video because it really does help support our channel and it means so much to me, so thank you. Also, subscribe to join our tribe of explorers, and I'll see you in the next video where we'll be talking about the different hand gestures that you need to add to your nonverbal communication. All right, happy exploring.